Besides straight, is he got everybody right? I think so. Yeah. So we'll give him some time. Uh, he's starting up his uh, PC. Looks like his phone might have died. No worries. Oh, he's. Good. I hope he's uh, ready to go on PC because it's been our experience that when somebody has to use their PC for the first time, their mic isn't configured to Twitter. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, we'll 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 uh, we'll help them out once we cross that bridge. GM GM mic check. All oh, right, loud and clear. Yeah, can we do, can we do a sound check on everybody? Make sure we're all good. One, two, three, test. Frag can be heard. <laughs> cool. Ness, how's your how's it on here? Testing, your testing. All right, sounds good. Vin, yep. how you doing? Can we get a sound check? Can you hear me well? All right, awesome. Okay. Yeah, and you're good. Lorenzo. Testing, testing. How do you guys hear? Yeah. Yep. Nice, loud and clear. X is working today. And Straith uh, is coming up, so he probably can't hear me right now. So I'll wait. Straith, can you do a mic check real quick, and then we'll kick it off? Yep, we hear you. All right, welcome, everyone, to this special event with our first ever AMA featuring L1 Task Force, White Whale D5, Base Token, Straith Cole, Frag Dude, and a guest appearance by Backbone Labs, JG NFT. And uh, let's get right into it. But first, a disclaimer. PSX, you got that? Do you want me to roll through it? Uh, go ahead and roll through it. A quick dis- disclaimer. This podcast should not be considered financial advice. The content of this broadcast here or and on any other platforms are for educational and entertainment purposes only. And we cite our own personal opinions. In order to make the best financial decision that suits your needs, please conduct your own research and seek the advice from a licensed financial advisor if necessary. I want to welcome our speaker panel and remind everyone there will be an opportunity for the audience to come up and ask questions. Before we get into it, I want to quickly go over this because it is structured. For the first segment, speakers will give us a brief update on their projects and what the plans are moving forward, and then we'll have our open conversation. PSX and I will have questions of our own and we'll keep it minimal and then open the floor to questions. For this sake, for the sake of time, each person will be given 30 seconds to ask the desired questions. If you're not comfortable asking your questions, please visit our Telegram, which was linked uh, previously in a, in a post, but will be linked in the nest. I think you're going to do that, PSX. Uh, and you can yeah. ask your questions there. And I am watching it and so is Nest, so we'll be on top of it. Don't worry. All right, so that's that's nested right now. So if anybody who's a little too shy to come up uh, toward the end of the uh, the program, um, head over there. Um, with that, we're going to go ahead and dive right into it. Um, I want to start with White Will DeFi, and then um, uh, if you can if you can go ahead and quickly uh, provide us some updates, and then we'll move down the line, the list uh, once you're done. 
Cool. Uh, GM, GM, everybody. Um, yeah, so White Whale DeFi updates. Uh, let's see. Um, so I, I guess, JG, uh, you, you can give your own updates or, uh, about Backbone Labs. Those are, I would say, the most, to, uh, most relevant to Luna Classic, I'd say, because the other projects haven't deployed yet on Luna Classic. But we're... Um, in the midst of doing an airdrop, guys, uh, you still have, I think, half a day uh, to, to farm the airdrop. Uh, tomorrow, 3 p.m. UTC is deadline. And um, you guys uh, can uh, see all the relevant information in our uh, Twitter. Um, we reposted the post uh, several times. So um, we are going to launch on Osmosis. Uh, we we're gonna launch like a treasury DAO, I would say. Uh, the treasury DAO is initially funded with 3.5 million Osmo and um, the 10 million whale, and that's going to be the collaboration or essentially the hub for col collaboration between White Whale DeFi, the Right Group, and um, Osmosis. Uh, so that's a really interesting one to look out. I think like the treasury value at the current prices will be roughly um, $7.5 million. Um, so the, and 100 million sale token will be airdropped to the Whitewell community out of 1 billion total supply. So that's going to be a really, really juicy one. Uh, the Osmosis co uh, community is going to receive 40% of that. But uh, I always mention that you know, also in the spaces I've done before. They have way, way more eligible addresses uh, that, that will receive an airdrop. So on a relational or relative basis, um, White Whale will get will get the way juicier airdrop, I would say. Uh, no financial advice here. Uh, you guys heard it in the dis disclaimer, but uh, if you haven't haven't done so, um, look into the missions. Um, yeah, and uh, th there's potentially, like I said, a nice nice reward in there. Um, other than that, that's that's specifically white whale. Um, other than that, um, regarding um, raccoon bet, which is uh, part of the right group as well, uh, maybe you guys are familiar with the project. Um, they gonna launch um, a Megaloo specific project really soon. Um, I think they they. they Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think they launched their beta already, and um, it's called Shark Protocol. It's really cool. It's a prediction market, so that's that's really coming in hot. And I think uh, a really nice application. You know, if it, it's not straight gambling, you know, like you can you can uh, bet on the price uh, of Bitcoin, which is always really fun, you know, brings in a fun aspect. You can bet against other people and uh, they have really, really cool tokenomics, uh, have put a lot of thought into their tokenomics and how the protocol works. So that's that's super, super interesting. Um, the cool one to check out. Um, Aris Protocol doing their thing. Um, 
I haven't like really uh, new updates on them. Um, and then um, Ginkgo, um, our lending protocol, which is native to Megalo, just for context real quick, uh, so that people are familiar with our ecosystem. So we have our own layer one, which is called Megalo. And we, there are several applications uh, on building on top of that. And one of them is White Whale DeFi but uh, also Ginkgo, which is a lending market. And uh, they listed new collaterals. I think the most recent ones were Ampwale T and Bonewale T, um, which are really, really cool assets because um, I don't know if I should explain right now what uh, Alliance assets are to the audience, but uh, it's it's a really cool mechanism where you with a direct part of your inflation to the asset for example, you can uh, stake Bone Whale or Amp Whale to the Alliance Hub, you know, and then receive Luna rewards. And these Luna rewards will be auto compounded to your um, asset, essentially. So they, they will buy back Whale automatically, and you're receiving staking rewards on top of your staking rewards. So, so it's a pretty cool mechanism. So definitely check that out if you haven't yet. And those are the updates. I I did my best to do it as quick as possible. If there are any questions, uh, let me know. I think well, we're going to hold the questions after all the updates. Is that right, PSX? Yeah, yeah, and then uh, we'll we'll have a we'll have an open conversation, and then we'll go we'll open up the floor uh, soon after. Sounds good. Uh, base cool. tokens next, Renzo. Uh, can you give us your updates? I don't. Yeah, there you are. Okay. My eyes were screwing with me. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Uh, I didn't know I was number two, but I think I'm ready to go. So here we go. Um, just a quick uh, intro for those that don't uh, know about BASE or not familiar. Uh, BASE is a liquid staking token, and it's on uh, Terra Classic. Um, we are also a validator. We're validator number 29 as it stands right now. Roughly 7 billion uh, link stake. And uh, some of that comes from the base token itself from the um, from uh, Lunk uh, funnel through there. And uh, the rest of it comes from just uh, regular delegators um, that delegate to our, uh, our validator. Um, so uh, a couple of things I want to cover real quick. Um, things that we have done first <laughs> uh, here in the ecosystem that I like to uh, brag about so that uh, everybody knows that uh, our project is, is high quality here. Uh, so, for example, first, uh, hardware mining. So all the base is hardware mine using proof of work uh, mining on a side chain. And then it's uh, then it's bridged over to uh, Terra Classic. That way, uh, every single base token has uh, locating value, just like uh, Bitcoin. Um, and, and in fact, we use a, a, um, a fork of, of the Bitcoin core software for the mining. Um, it, we've also introduced uh, NFT mining, which is... Um, uh, we have about 672 uh, NFTs out there that people can buy. Those that do not have access to hardware for hardware mining or who just don't want to deal with the tech right in the updates. So the easy way to do it is to buy an NFT, uh, an NFT that uh, we call it a uh, miner. Um, and then every hour, every day for 365 days, um, there is a virtual block that's produced and a winner is selected. And so we are on week three, and we've already given out about 33,000 base tokens uh, to those winners. And again, that's uh, 
8,760 chances to win there uh, from uh, each of those NFTs. Uh, and we were the first to put a, a P2P marketplace. Uh, so it's specific to base right now, but it can be expanded. So if any other project out there wants to do something, wants, wants to create a P2P marketplace, uh, reach out to us and we can, we can help you out with that. Um, we have been uh, uh, focused on the community, right? So we, we reach out and helped uh, a lot of other projects out there. For example, we've created a CW20 uh, staking for other projects, three or four other projects. So they're doing their, uh, their staking uh, through a solution that we provided them. And uh, we've also helped out smaller validators. So we take, instead of just keeping everything in our validator, the stuff that comes, uh, the blunt that comes in through base, we can uh, actually uh, route that to other validators. Because at the end of the day, for, for our project, it doesn't matter that it's sitting in our validator as long as it's sitting in a validator. So definitely help out the smaller ones. You guys can reach out to, uh, to us if you, if you need some help. Uh, and then we're working on a global exposure, right? So we have a channel and um, uh, we have somebody from Spain that's, that's uh, helping us out, somebody in Brazil. And then hopefully Japan will come online here pretty soon. So that would be pretty pretty exciting okay uh, i'm almost done here but um, so things we have completed uh or things we're working on actually uh we're working on an nft staking solution for cw20 um rewards so right now that is for um, uh, the frog token i'm gonna uh, set it up for base also and then any other projects that want to do some uh, some staking where they're their holders are going to receive CW20 tokens. Go ahead and reach out to us. We can help you out with that. Um, no, no sense in recreating the wheel, right? Um, we are working on NFT swapping uh, DAP. It's about 70% complete on that. And that will be, so anybody on Terra Classic will be able to swap uh, NFTs, no matter uh, what NFTs they are. So essentially you make an offer um, to someone and then they can either accept or, or decline it. Um, and then we're working on, on getting listed on Terraport. I, we, we're, the listing part, we're actually uh, going a little slow with because we want to make sure that we do things right, right? So we want to make sure we have enough liquidity and, uh, and things are, are synced up between the different uh, DEXs. And so um, what are we doing going forward? Constant research, right? We're looking at other chains, other brand new chains are coming out with some really cool stuff. Injective has some cool stuff. Um, uh, there's another one called uh, Nova, but uh, escapes me. There's a couple other. There's a couple other uh, chains that are doing some really cool stuff that I think we can kind of learn from and then apply to to uh, Terra Classic to to grow. And then we've been investigating. This is for some time now. Uh, setting up an order book type decks, but again, we're 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 gonna go slow on that one uh, just because there's a lot of other stuff going on. And then you know we're going right after White Whale. White Whale said uh, staking rewards on top of staking rewards. Uh, and so the base actually does the same thing. So, uh, uh, every, you know, every day the, the lump that's learned by the validators is, is uh, used to, to buy more base, lock it away, and, and therefore there's uh, compounding uh, interest there. And then we are listed on White Whale, which is pretty awesome. I do have to... Um, put in some liquidity before we, we actually activate that pool. Again, going a little slow on that, but we're doing it right. And then the last thing that I'm going to talk about uh, going forward here is that our, our D app has a lot of information on there. I like that stuff because I'm a data geek, right? 
but I realize that a lot of other people do not. So we're working on simplifying the front end and making it more user-friendly for, for the average folk. Uh, I think that's all I have for our, our update. Awesome. Let's uh, let's go right into uh, Straith Cole. He's the genius behind Miata and so many other things. He's helped out so many people on Luna Classic. Straith, go ahead. Yeah, hey. Uh, well, <laughs> it's a bit difficult because uh, I normally don't want <laughs> to, to try to compete with others, but um, especially the CW20 things um, I've been working on for a while for giving it to the community in, in in terms of CW20 staking, CW20 vesting, um, and things like an order book trading for CW20 pair or native, uh, doesn't matter. So that code for that is uh, available and uh, partly in use depending uh, yeah, on the project. So... It also can be used, so if projects need something like that, it's, um, yeah, it, it can be made available. It's not, nothing that is uh, charged for. It's just uh, something that is uh, being made open source anyway. And yeah, sorry, sorry Renzo, for, for the NFT swapping. That's something that uh, Mayetta has planned for a while, especially for the own marketplace uh so uh, yes so it might sound a bit uh, odd to repeat all those uh, stuff but uh i have to at this time um apart from that i am working on different things um, regarding extending my for for the marketplace on uh, um helping other l2 projects depending on what support they need, or uh, doing some L1 stuff, um, if if I can, because I'm not a senior L1, but uh, I can write and read code, so I can help in that part too a bit. But uh, that's mainly all. There's nothing specifically that I could announce right now. All right, thanks for that. And then uh, for Ag. Let's go with you, and then we'll when we'll close up with uh, Ben, and then Backbones. So uh, I think Backbones has quite a bit to talk about. But uh, Frag, uh, I know you had an update related to Luna Classics. So uh, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, so first of all, uh, today I actually put up an on-chain proposal, which is uh, proposal twelve zero zero five. It's a pretty technical proposal on, on LUNC uh, because there is uh, one module on Lunar Classic which has uh, inconsistently set parameters, uh, which kind of breaks some developer tools. Um, <clears throat> uh, and um, this is some, some kind of glitch on, on chain. Um, and we're trying to fix this uh, with this um, uh, with this prop, which is a parameter change prop to set the, the missing parameter to consistent value. Uh, it will not change anything on-chain, uh, and it will not add any value, but it, it's going to fix uh, some, some tooling. Um, so please vote on that one. Uh, the other thing I'm working on is actually the 800 million USDC wallet, um, which has been 
quite controversial in the yeah in the past. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the, the community voted twice uh, on burning it, um, but um, on the other hand, the community also voted on not changing, um, yeah, uh, on not forking the chain uh, because uh, allegedly the the case for the wallet has been have been lost. So um, there's actually no means to access these funds, um, but there's some kind of like lucky circumstance that allows us to actually gain access to the wallet uh, because the wallet is not a wallet in a classic sense like the wallet you and i have or the multisig wallet uh, it's actually a contract which mimics a wallet or like a multisig wallet um, and this makes it possible to um, migrate the code that sits behind the contract uh, and gain access to the funds uh, without changing the code of the blockchain itself, but just changing um, the code of the contract. Mm. So that's kind of what I'm working right now. Um, uh, so it's using um, code update proposal. Um, and I have to, to prepare a little bit of like wasn't code for it or contract code for it to um sorry that that got um <laughs> that got a bit twisted uh i i need to to prepare some code then upload it to the blockchain uh, and make a code update proposal uh, for the wallet uh, and um after that is passed um the 800 million ucc will hopefully be burned um yeah, that's, as I said, uh, that's something I'm working on right now. Um, so there's going to be some updates um, in, in the future. And the third thing I wanted to talk about is um, Stride. Um, before I went, uh, so in the last two months or so, I was like a little bit in idle mode because uh, I'm actually on vacation right now in Australia. <clears throat> um, and before I went to Australia, um, I was actually working in some kind of, um, uh, it, it, yeah, in a, in a group of individuals um, who are working on listing LUNC as liquid staking asset on Stride. Um, but it turns out that there's some kind of technical problem that, um, that prevents uh, listing um, LUNC on Stride uh, because it's it's actually not on the lung side. So um, from from the tech, technical perspective, everything should work fine. But on the stride side, there's some kind of um, ambi ambiguity problem uh, with, um, with Luna Classic and Luna V2. Um, and um, this group of individuals uh, that I talked about is uh, trying to convince the stride team to make a workaround for LUNC um, so that LUNC uh, could be listed as um, liquid staking asset. Um, and in order to do that, um, we are going to, or we want to um, propose, um, uh, we want to prop that through both chains or both communities. Uh, first of all, um, Terra Classic um, kind of 
we want to uh, get the, the deposit for for the stride proposal we want to prop that out the community pool of Luna Classic and then put that into a prop on stride and to say the team hey uh, we want uh, Luna Classic uh, be listed on uh, stride uh, can you do something for us um, and that's um, pretty much everything I wanted to talk about in this statement. Awesome. Thanks for that. And I, I'm pretty sure we have questions that are relating to exactly what you talked about as well. And uh, Vin, um, yeah. updates for L1 test? Yes, we took that. Um, so I guess like looking at the classic direction right now. Um, so for the past few months, I observe the community and we all want some um, really cool D apps from TFL and Luna 2. And um, like we have also B, Strat, and then HTC and Frag and some other, like we also in talk with uh, TFL on that to see like if we are to realize this community goal of onboarding the apps onto Lunk, then how, like, what, what, what should Terra Classic be prepared for TFL support? Or what, what should we do? What should we implement it? So um, we've been in, in talk with them for, like, um, if I remember correctly, then more than a month or so. Um, so um, we are, like, pretty sure on what needed to be done to realize that goal. And um, I think like that is now the most expected items for the community right now. Um, so that's the first one, uh, broadening the apps from TFL through the next core upgrade. Um, and also like um, for our future roadmap, then we are looking at like building support tools for DF and applications from like our, our goal, like back in the day, like Terra Classic used to have the best inline support tools for DApps and L2 application. And that's why they have managed to onboard so many DApps onto Lunk. But that kind of, those back in the days too, like they are kind of obsolete right now. So um, it's something that I want to revive on Terra Classic. So like that should be my uh, second priority. And like we are currently in pursuit of these two priorities. Um, so, um, like we um, have just put up like, um, a call upgrade proposal on the community and for starter, I think that like, uh, they, uh, are still some concerns, valid concerns over our proposal. And I think like with just a little bit of explanation, then all of these can be clear. Um, 
well, I mean, like, that's the quality, right? Yeah, it's mainly voice. But um, I'm very sure, like, with the proposal approved and passed, then we are on the right direction towards a vibrant DApp ecosystem on Lang again. Um, which is also something that I really want to do in our IMA today is to uh, elaborate more on Terra Classic roadmap and also how our proposal can boost and realize that roadmap. Um, like from for for the last three months for our for our fourth for fourth quarter, we've been looking into Astropod, and the code is uh, basically done. Yeah, that's that's what I can say. Basically done. Uh, I've upgraded most of the Astropod contracts, and I have also deployed them in my local setup. Um. And all of them can deploy fine. Like if anyone wants commits, then I'm willing to give. Um, so um, moving on from the Astropod, then like we just need to gather a group of testnet validators willing to run a real life 2.1 version of Terra Core. And then I can deploy all contracts to it. Uh, these contracts are the pre-upgrade of the Cosm Wasm when, when we um, had one in July last year. So this is what I'm currently saying for the Astropod testnet testing. Uh, it's a group of validators. But, um, like that's that's like dude like i'm doing it concurrently like uh both for the l1 passport proposal and the other one for the astropod testnet so i'm doing these two concurrently and um that should be uh that should be my uh initial update i would say <laughs> i'm happy to elaborate more uh in details later in the ama Awesome. So, JG, I know you have a ton of things going on. So, uh, whatever you want to say, I, I tell you what, Vin, I I'm excited about what you just said uh, about the DApps. By the way, go ahead, JG. Um. Yeah. So, good morning, everybody. <clears throat> you know, this is a, a chart. The course, uh, Backbone does have a lot of things happening, but uh, one thing I would like to touch on first is, you know. Luna Classic needs an identity, right? And I think the fact that there is no focal point anymore, Doquan is not at the head, there's, there's kind of this uncertainty. I think we can turn this strangeness into like something really positive. You know, Luna Classic has right now, it's like one of the most decentralized free blockchains there is. It can become like its identity could become like the most experimental blockchain. You know, there is a little bit of tax, but that little tax gives you the freedom. I would like to see the validators of Luna Classic set up their hardware in super censorship resistant locations so that you know that this chain is not getting shut down no matter what, right? That could be the identity 
of classic moving forward. It's like this renegade, never die <laughs> blockchain that you can experiment on and play in and build in and, and, and we help each other and we protect each other. Like, it's all about what you allow near you. Are we going to allow, like, what do we want to have happen? I'm a firm believer and I try not to be too doomsday-y, but this cycle is going to be crucial for the spirit of crypto. Like, I'm in crypto, obviously I want financial freedom, but I'm in crypto because it's a movement, right? It's a, it's a way that I can make a statement in the world. It's a way that I can like maybe influence change, uh, you know, in my section of the world and throughout. So what, what, what are we here for? That, that has to be the question. And like, <clears throat> what are we building for? So after, you know, that little soapbox tirade, sorry about that. <laughs> um, but I think it's really important that Classic finds its new identity like that. And if we can all rally behind that idea, because that's an easy idea. It's like, look, I love to fucking buck the system. I love to challenge the rules. I want to push the boundaries. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tread on me, dude. Like, just let me do me. Let you do you. And let's stay in our own lanes and have a good time here. We, won't, we only get a little bit, right? Like, let's, let's make it good. That's what I want to do. I'll make this shit good. So besides that, though, you know, White Whale, uh, you know, they said that all these chains that they're going to, Backbone has been blessed uh, having a partnership with White Whale and Megaloo and finding um, other builders who are willing to kind of move in a coordinated uh, way, right? So being able to have the list of projects that, that White Whale listed off, you know, Ares, um, you know, Raccoon, uh, Ginkgo, White Whale, all of us coming together could try to do something. This was what like the spirit was kind of like before the crash. And so we wanna find people who wanna do fun stuff, build fun stuff. You know, your commitment sometimes is your time. We work 18 hours a day is like a part-time job right now, but. But you know, we think that we're onto something special and, and we wanna bring all these things over to Classic. There's no reason why Classic's not participating, but people need to understand <clears throat> that we need the participation. Like the whole movement of crypto is that the little guys can come together and, and influence some change, right? So let's stop letting the big guys push us around. Let's come together through like art and finance and culture and let's change the fucking paradigm. Let's GameStop these motherfuckers. Let's do a short squeeze. Let's organize. Like, let's, let's, I don't want to be too militant, but like, that's the whole point of this shit. Like we have decentralized like governance and we should be organizing to do something together. That's, that's what Backbone's about. Like, let's fucking do something different instead of just staring around waiting for somebody else to drop the next weird fucking bomb like of news or whatever let's make our own news anyway that's all i got <laughs> all right so psx uh do you want to be honored with the first question i do have yeah. a question from telegram for vin if we can pop it in there in during uh, right before the, the open discussion yeah, just a quick comment. I'm going to have to make a uh, note to self that um, I'm going to have to send uh, JG a, a soapbox for his birthday or something like that. The guy <laughs> always coming in with like with a jackhammer. Um, but uh, yeah, my first question actually goes to Whitewell DeFi, um, Mr. Ponzi over there. Um, Whitewell DeFi has been rapidly um, going cross chain, adding uh, liquidity. 
<clears throat> across Cosmos. Uh, given that B, like I'm wondering, like what is it that Luna Classic is kind of missing out, and what's pro, uh, and what's slowing down not just on Luna Classics end, but on Whitewell DeFi to really maximize that uh, interchain um, interchain activity. Yeah, so uh, JG uh, really had a point there, you know, <laughs> I, I couldn't have said it better myself, like, let's come together, let's rally behind this idea, let's rally behind this identity, right, and and make something happen. And the, the, I have to say, like, the, we deployed on Luna Classic because we still saw the living community there, you know. We still saw the huge market cap, huge potential, you know. And to be honest, it hasn't played exactly out, uh, out like we imagined because we thought like, okay, builders are coming back to Terra Classic or uh, Terra Classic. So people are going, going to be excited, are going to use these apps, you know, like building on these apps, uh, swapping over White Whale DeFi. And we haven't seen that traction that we wanted to see, to be honest. And I I don't know what it really is, but I think there has to be like a process to get people back on chain, you know, like let's go, JG said it best, let's go permissionless, let's go decentralized, use these dApps, you know, decentralized apps, not decentralized exchanges. We have to have, uh, we have to have like a spirit, especially in Luna Classic on other chains as well. But as we're we're talking uh, today about Terra Classic, so we have to get that spirit, you know, into the community to use the dApps that are building on uh, Terra Classic, and really rally behind behind all these apps so that other builders get encouraged to build there as well right it's all a snowball effect so um yeah that's that that has been has been the the main challenge i would say like get get off of sexes and let's go decentralized you know i i have to add to that uh, just a little bit uh yeah jg comes up with these pearls of wisdom all the time and this one's got to be one of the best ones that i've heard in a long time because he saw something that was already there that we weren't thinking about but he identified it it's right there in front of our face it's already what he said already exists we just let's just start talking about it more because he's right we do have an identity we're not going anywhere and uh capitalize on that so absolutely 100% because i mean straith cole's been around for a long time um, Renzo stuck around. A lot of people stick around Luna Classic. And uh, that just, that's exactly, I think, how people feel. This nobody ever articulated the words until today. And, and you know, I just want to say, it's like, you know, we at Backbone, we're excited. Like, our whole ethos is like, like we want to be, you know, we want to be a pillar in the community. Everywhere we go, we're trying to set up shop on chain locally. We want to have organize, help people organize on chain locally. We're getting ready to deploy the grave digger. If we can figure out either a whitelist for the auto compounder with Bin, I know we spoke like a couple months ago about this, and uh, or the 
get gas tax, whatever the solution is, like, let's get some solutions in place. Let's mint some collections. Let's let's organize some some people and, and let's get some purpose again. Because you know what? When a group moves with purpose in the financial world, it's kind of an it's a kind of an amazing thing. Like when you actually you make a market and you guys come up with an actual goal and purpose and you execute with like, you know, 3000 people in, in, in the coordination, it's pretty impressive. And, you know, in, and from that 3000, you know, wh- how, how big do we ripple? It's like the more energy we become like gravity, the more that we can co- coalesce and come together, the stronger our pull is on the rest of the ecosystem. And it's just the way it is like that's This is the way humans are and it's the way energy moves. So let's, I mean, we just got to come together again. Like, I don't, I, I'm so mad that we got fractured on this last go down when they fucking sandbagged us. So, so fuck them. Let's come together and show them that that, that don't mean shit. You lost your thought, PSX? I, I was going to, oh, yeah, he's, yeah, no, he's I wasn't, I wasn't sure if, uh, if you were going to go first or not. Um, so I just kept my hand up and, uh, but I, I wanted to kind of go in between, um, uh, base token and and white whale, possibly JG, because I know that previously in in multiple uh, multiple spaces he spoke on this right here. But with base going <clears throat> going from Luna Classic and then onto white whale, and then it, it seems like there's a there's a there's a bit of a crossover that I'm seeing right now where where um, two teams from different ecosystems are directly can either work with each other and surprisingly not not exactly compete with each other. So I'm wondering, like, what does that conversation look like? What are some of the technical challenge? Um, I want to see if if Renzo can can speak on that, and maybe Whitewell can expand on it. Yeah, so I, I think uh, from my point of view, um, we should look at things uh, less as competitive uh, and more as collaborative, right? So um, there can be more than one of the same type of of D app or or uh, you know, project. We we need some variety also, um, and and so I think that once we we get off of that mindset where we got to be number one, right? We got to be number one. We got to crush everybody else, right? And then we change that to hey, let's let's work together. Okay, yeah, you're doing this NFT project, so am I. Let's you know how do how do we make both projects better, right? We can work. That I think that's what's missing. Uh, a lot of um, there's a lot of competition, which is, uh, competition is great. Um, but there's also got to be some collaboration, right? Uh, and and I have seen a lot of it in uh, Terra Classic, uh, Straff. Um, I've talked to Vin a couple times. Uh, Frag. I mean, there, there's some help, right? We, we're helping each other, but I think we need to expand that uh, a little bit more. Um, and then, uh, yeah, when you go across uh, to other chains, um, yeah, there's conversations that you have there that then you can later on pass on to other. Uh, other projects. Hey, go check this out because I was just talking to them about this, right? Um, so I think I think that's what's what it's about. It's it's communication and it's collaboration. I mean, it's the same thing that uh, the JG was just talking about, except I didn't drop so many f bombs. <laughs> go ahead. And if there's any, okay. And then over to Whitewell, uh, Mr. Ninja over there. Uh, if, if there's anything you can span on that one, like again, like um, what, like if there's anything as far as like the communication wise, has at work on your end and any possible technical challenges uh, that you guys have, um, uh, uh, have seen so far. 
Um, yeah, so one, one of the technical challenges we actually experienced on uh, Terra Classic was this burn tags, right? So I, I'm not a dev myself, but um, I like I know it was a super hassle for our developers to deploy on on Terra Classic because of this burn tags, because of the way it was implemented, and. I think that's a major hurdle, and I think you you guys talked to Sencom before. Uh, he, he has proposed other solutions for that, you know. And I I really think as a community you should consider it because if if builders have this huge hurdle to get over just to build uh, on on Terra Classic, they they will just say, okay, let's let's not bother, let's let's go to another chain, you know. And I, I think you're hurting yourself a lot with that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so um, great segue into a, another question here. So Straith Cole, uh, I know you probably have some information on that. Uh, I wanted to know what, what would be a realistic time frame of successfully launching a tax and transaction code at this time. And I know that's it's, a, it's kind of a long shot right now because... We, you probably have to have a proposal and things like that, but uh, in in your mind, what's what's the realistic outlook for something like that happening? And uh, why? Well, he Ponzi uh, Ninja, he's actually working on that at the moment. He's got the concept up and everything. But go ahead, straight. Yeah, um, the only way I could think of at that time to get rid of the tax while not getting rid of the tax was to integrate it into the gas fees because um, the other solutions like uh, some uh, proposed for example by just uh, removing the burn tax and instead just raise the gas fees would have uh, totally different consequences because it's um, it's not based on the amount of LUNC that is in transactions, but on the computing power that is used. So every time you raise the gas, you affect contracts and dApps more than people just sending coins around. And that's exactly the opposite of what the tax actually does. Um, so the idea was um, to integrate the tax into gas which has its own challenges um, because there's only one gas value. It has no denom. It is not in LUNC. It is not in USTC. It is just a value um, how the chain represents the computing power that is needed and that has to be paid. And the user can decide in which denom it has to, pay, has to be paid. Um, so... The, I, I, I will outline the rough idea. It is to calculate how much tax would be the gas in the corresponding denom. For that, we would need to introduce um, new parameters to have a exchange rate like the gas cost that are already set for the validators and the endpoints. But those currently are not a parameter that means every client can set values he would like to have at minimum for example let's say you have to pay 100 gas 
one validator could say that costs 1,000 LUNC, another could say that costs 10,000 USTC, uh, LUNC, I mean. So there is no common value. But to calculate how much gas the tax would be, we need a value that is the same on-chain with every validator that is um, affecting the, the state, the consensus. So once we would have that, we could calculate how much gas the tax is worth and could report that back to the dApps um, together with the gas. So they would have only one value like they have now on other chains for the gas cost. And they could then calculate how much LUNC they have to send. This has a drawback um, because when you calculate how much gas you want to do, uh, you want to pay and the cost for your dApp or for the user then you normally apply some kind of um, buffer some kind of multiplier to be on the safe side to not uh, get the transaction fail uh, to run into some limits so you will have a multiplier and as you only have one gas value this will apply to the tax and the gas transaction fee. So the challenge there is to make the chain estimate which multiplier you have used and calculate the gas part and the tax part from it, from what you paid. Separate it and refund what you overpaid in tax, but keep the gas. So that is one of the main challenges, I would say. But I think it can be overcome. And it is, the, in my opinion, currently the only feasible solution without removing the tax altogether. But still, it is a challenge. And regarding your question, how long it would take to implement, I think the implementation itself would maybe two or three weeks full-time for one or two developers. But it has to be very carefully tested and also before it's really implemented, my proof of concept code has to be um, re-evaluated and also the concept has to be partly revised because, um, how would I say, you cannot simply remove the current gas prices that we have, uh, that we have because that would make many, many tests and also some transactions fail. Um, I tested that. So we have to use both the, the standard minimum price for the gas that all validators can set and also the consensus exchange rates for the gas. So it's, it's still a bit complicated, but it will be at least a few weeks um, until it could get in production, in my opinion, because uh, it affects every single transaction on chain just because it is hooked into the calculation of transaction fees so um, you would on testnet have to run all kinds of test transaction like contract executions um, or normal sends uh, authorized sending and such kind of things um, i would not rush it although I know it's something that is highly um, aimed for to remove that barrier, but rushing it could do more harm than it does good. 
Well, it sounds positive the way you put it out to me. Uh, PSX, I'll, I'll let you go here in a second. I have uh, a question, one question for Vin and one qu question for Frag, but um, you go ahead because I know you have something pertinent. Yeah, uh, just just a real quick, um, uh, our friend here uh, from Whitewell D5 may have to go pretty soon, so I just want to make note of that one. So um, I didn't want anybody to see that he just abruptly left. So just a heads up, I haven't forgotten. Um, and then the second part is, I, I know we'd be getting some requests to come up. Just a heads up, uh, we will be bringing people up to the floor to ask their questions. But yeah, for anybody else who might be a little too shy, uh, we do have a link nested up above. And you can ask your question there at the Telegram chat room. And that's basically what all I had to say. Go ahead. All right. So uh, let's go with uh, Vin. This is the first question from Telegram. And uh, it's from LVS Node Validator. And let me see if I, like, I've lost my place. Here it is. Is it possible to create a schedule of work with the work required for teams to bid on once approved by governance? Um, yeah. And updated um, with a team next to it. Is Because it, it's difficult to track what's being done, who's doing it right now. So is, it, is there possible to do that? Yes. Um, so like going forward, my intention is to as transparent and trackable as possible. Um, and to achieve this goal, like if you see in the proposal, I put the work down in weeks so that people can track by weeks what we have done. And like, we also have like bi-weekly format so you can track the initial propose and the bi-weekly report and then match these two together to see if we are on the right track or not. So um, that's the first one to make it as trackable as possible. Um, also, like um, forgetting like whether these proposal can be broken down into multiple pieces. Uh, this is also something that have crossed my mind as well, because I want to make it um, like, I want to encourage builders online. This is also my goal to encourage builders online. But um, like I've been thinking a lot about it and it's just not possible. Uh, with the way uh, these core modules are highly correlated. So like, if you do the SDK alone, then you will have mismatch modules with the Tenamin and with the WASMD. And if you only do WASMD alone, then you have errors and mismatch with others too. So um, like obviously that you cannot submit an error code and then demand the community to pay. Like that's not, that's not how it works. Like you're supposed to submit a finished work with success proof and then ask for community payment. Um, so the only possible way to organize the roadmap as proposed by R1 is to put these three together and I don't see any other ways to break it down into 
like several independent pieces. Um, but um, I, I mean, like, um, but for also, for example, like, I think like target targets possible for the paper job should be modules, like independent modules, which like have its own state and does not rely on any other's core package. So um, it could be like independent modules, independent libraries, independent tools, like, or even independent issues. Like these are the best target for the paper job right now. Um, which I think that like, for example, like the tax to gas, for example, it is a change that doesn't rely on any other core modules except classic Terra core. So um, it has a clear begin and it has a clear end and it can be done like um, with, with, with really specific tasks, with really specific tasks, with really specific deployment. So, um, the tax to gas is a really good example of, of a possible task, of a, of a possible smallest task you need. And um, that's my second answer on whether the L1 proposal can be broken down to more. So um, I hope that these two answers will, will help with your question. Well, it wasn't my specific question. So uh, if it doesn't, uh, if you would reach out to me, LVS node validator, um, and for more clarity, and I'll do my best uh, to get uh, the answer from Vin on that if you have some follow-up questions. So my second question is for Frag Dude, And I, JG, I do have questions for you, but we're going to have to start letting people up as well. So I'll try to slip that in when I can. Um, Frag dude, so you're working on the 800 uh, million US uh, TC. I might have said that wrong. Um, that was a grant prior to the crash. Now you said it was in a smart contract. I, for some reason, I thought it was a regular wallet myself. Is there going to be a use case for that protocol moving forward for any other? You uh, money just laying out in the ether that was granted. Mm, actually, no. Um, and I um, I already answered the, that question in Commonwealth. I I, I presume uh, I'm not sure anymore. Um, but um, the code uh, or the migration handler that I'm preparing is just um, that can just be applied um, to a contract. Um, and I mean that that is that is probably the most concern of or, or the, the concern of most of people that they say like um, who will this handler be used to to drain my wallet or to drain my multisig wallet um, and um, the the answer for that is no um, um, the the risk harbor or ozone um, wallet is a um, is a it's a happy coincidence that that the the, the owner of the wallet decided to uh, manage their funds 
or their funding uh, inside a multisig um, CV, CV, uh, CW3 multisig wallet, uh, which is a contract on chain because it's, um, it's more easy or easier to handle. Mm. And they decided that that, that way. Um, and um, I already checked for, for example, the LFG, uh, the uh, Luna Foundation uh, guard um, money uh, is held in a in a traditional Motusic Motusic um, wallet, and um, it cannot be accessed in the way that I am going to propose it. Um, so, well, I, I that thank answers. you for that answer, Frag, because I, that probably uh, helped alleviate some concerns that people had in general because i have to be honest mm -hmm. i had that same concern when that when the the conversation was brought up initially so uh it's good to know that that's the case and that there there isn't a use for it afterwards however unfortunate at the same time because there's other grants out there of funds that are just kind of floating around um but We'll we'll get into yeah, more. But, I have but they are usually for you. Yeah, yeah. I had another okay. question for you, but the the time is getting crunched. But yeah, I honestly, think that uh, I just want to pick your brain a little bit. Is there an alternative to the repeg that would ensure there is still a value centered incentive for validators to stay active? Basically, no repeg. Um, How do we replenish the oracle pool, or is there is there anything in your mind? right now that could be a yeah i mean solution yeah 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 i mean i mean the the oracle pool is um is a is a regular wallet uh, it's um um the, the the validator rewards are like you you can send funds to to the oracle pool um and uh, i'm not sure right now so um when you set up a chain like terra classic you can actually uh, set permissions um to to for for, for uh, module accounts to receive funds. Not sure whether that is set up for Oracle Pool, um, but it could be set up, and then it would be possible for projects, for third-party projects, um, to fund the Oracle Pool out of their uh, like rewards or like their their volume. Um, so. They, they, I would say that yes, there are other ways to fund Oracle Pool. Good. So there is light at the end of the tunnel, given worst case scenario with repeg options. I like I like what you're saying. And then um, um, I, I think we're gonna. You have more frag? No, that's on me actually. Um, I mean, like if if you look at besides the Oracle Pool. Then I think our best bet would be to revive uh, the apps on Lang. Um, so far, I've seen many positive ones from the TCV team. Um, obviously, that also for me the most active one has been uh, TCV Miata, Alburn. Uh, um also we have um um the cremation coin and also projects from um 
uh, uh, from uh, terrarium. Um, one one looking at like we 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 should encourage more. Like we we should encourage even more the apps on Lang. And um, I think like um, if we manage to have a vibrant DApp ecosystem on Lang again, then we don't have to rely on the Oracle pool anymore. Like even the gas fee alone is enough to maintain the ecosystem. And like if that's not enough, then we should also look at uh, how the Oracle pool currently distribute its reward to validators. Um, I think like more efficient distribution of rewards from the Oracle pool can be researched and implemented so that like um, validators that bring positive change to Terra Classic and actually maintain their Oracle, get the right rewards. Sweet. Okay, PSX, this is my idea. Let's bring up um, Mazeltech, and while he's coming up, I'll ask a question. After that question's answered, he can ask his question. Does that make, is that going to work? Yeah, we can do that. And then after that, we'll, we'll, we'll go over to the Telegram if nobody else um, um, uh, requests coming up. Yeah, Ness will have one more question from the Telegram after that. So he'll cool. go after uh, Mazel Tech. All right. Sounds so good. My question, uh, and, and this is actually, uh, I think, uh, th this is directed towards Vin. There seems to be some criticism on your security prop for your security package. Uh, the criticism, however, it's a bit mixed and arbitrary whether one would consider something a failure or a success. What's the disconnect and how is the team working on to improve the setting of expectations for that? Yes. Um, I think most criticized about is the cost structure. Uh, this is what I heard most. Um, so um, I think like to touch on the cost structure, like uh, after the PPJ was approved, I did go to Straff and discuss a lot with him on that, considering that like a dev team requires some initial funding at first to set up the server for testing. And um, it's like um, server server cost. And to elaborate more on, on, on this on this kind of setup cost, then like if like when 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 we did pass upgrades on Terra Classic, we have to run two pretty big server instance on AWS. And when we run these two, like we actually have to test the upgrade from the old version to the new version. And once we have seen that upgrade is successful, then we release the upgrade to validators. And also during during the upgrade, 
we also also run along with the validator to debug situation on our, on our old machine. And this is how we have been able to debug the, the limit, like how, how the upgrade from 45 to 46 costs a lot more RAM than usual. And due to these insights, when we debug on our own server, uh, we release the information to validators and get them get 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 the RAM up and then manage and then they all manage to finish the upgrade. Um, running this kind of infrastructure is not cheap as well. It actually um, costs us around um, the exact amount belongs to Ironman, but it costs us about like ten thousand, and we actually uh, went into deficit. So that that AWS server is currently frozen it right now. Um, but I expect us to. Well, I mean, like we, we I expect us to uh, the L1TF to find another server setup again to um, test the upgrade alongside with value to the mainnet. But like you get the general idea, like it's not cheap either to have uh, an upfront cost, uh, having to maintain your own infrastructure to do all kind of testing for the upgrade to ensure the security and also have validator to go over the upgrade process. Like, um, do this upfront cost. Like, I like if 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 we do it first, for example. Like, if we do it first, then there's no guarantee that the community will release the fund later. It's a very uh, high stake situation. For us, a very high stake situation, um, and there can be multiple reasons to not releasing the fund. For example, uh, during uh, after our July customers upgrade, people complain about Astropod, and then the Astropod team abandoned the project, and people choose force extra part on the L1 team so that we have to take it over and fix it. Um, and it appears that we cannot run away from it. So we just make it our own responsibility to fix it now. Seems like we'll, 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 we'll never get away with extra part. So we, we have to, to take it on. And that, that kind of situation helped me realize that um, like people can use that same astropod reason to not releasing the fund after, which is very dangerous, extremely dangerous for us. By then we will go into debt, uh, which like for a chain of Terra Classic, it's it's a very huge chain and the cost to maintain server like even on cheap cheap one is still above 10,000. Like that's cheap. Um, of course, like 
and this is like running running into debt is is not something that I want to do. And like I'm also not so sure like if our work will be paid by the community after it dies. Um, yeah, so there's just no no clear definition of success. Like I don't know what what defines success, who defines success, and is it is it a guaranteed? Like there's absolutely no contract that the community has to pay. So um, it's very dangerous. Like even for our prof, like we split it into two. Um, we manage like in in a mile. Like, the first half is to pay the upfront costs and also to pay us a little bit. But majority of our compensation will be after midnight. Well, it makes sense. JG, you have your hand up if it's a quick comment, because uh, I want Mazeltech to answer, ask his question. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, real quick, uh, Vin, first of all, thank you for all the work you're doing. <clears throat> I, we know that this is like a Herculean task and it's and it's scary because you got a lot of people's like hopes and dreams like in your lap, like, and we all appreciate everything that you're doing. Uh, about the liquidity that's uh, with Astroport, uh, my recommendation is don't take that on. And I think you should migrate those pools into like White Whale's hands because they are an active DEX team that is willing to take on liquidity pools and manage these for the community. I think we should uh, get that over. I, you know, I know there's a prop on, on Window on Juno because those guys kind of abandoned a lot of liquidity and they're trying to work out a deal with with the the, the chain over there to to take it over and manage those pools. And so I think maybe something like that could be arranged here too. And um, shit, well, there was one more. Why not, right? Like it, um, it works best for everyone. No, I know, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, but like, just like you said, do you okay, want okay. to do that? Or, or why would we not just, my, why would we not just migrate these pools under a team's management that will take care of it and clear your plate? And then you can just focus on what you want to focus on. Like I'm trying to make it, let's, let's lighten the load for you. You guys are actually pulling such a heavy load. I'm just trying to find ways to mitigate uh, your responsibility for, you know, now decks and like pools and just allow you to focus on the things that you need to focus on. And you know, one of the other things that I think is really important, like, so Backbone, like we're, we're, we're trying to launch this like multi-chain uh, token, soul token. And when we launch this, like I'll commit some tokens to the, to the L1 team of our, of our L2 token so that you guys have some resources coming the other direction. It doesn't always have to be from the bottom up to like go grants. Like if we pull this off and we have a, a token that is uh, successful, I would like to help, you know, other teams build too. I know what it's like to be doing and trying to make it, uh, make it work with like nothing. And it's not, it's hard and it's not right. And, and I, like I said, if we're going to create this type of ecosystem where people feel safe to experiment and like the, the identity that I, I was trying to pitch before, cause we need an identity here that, cause without the identity, like there's nothing that's resonating. That's like the whole focal point of the project, right? And, and Vin, we need you to be able to be rewarded for your work. And so, you know, like I just said, we're gonna, we're gonna launch our token. And like when it, that's gonna be soon, a couple months. And when that goes, we're gonna give some to the Luna Classic L1 team so that they have some resources separate from from Luna Classic. I hope other teams uh, maybe can do something similar. That would be good if we could kick something off like that, where, you know, maybe the L2s can kick back down to the L1 and, and we just pull each other up, right? Like, let's just, 
find a way to do this shit already. May, may I? I like how you word it. <laughs> <laughs> may I something, uh, say something to Astropod? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. Um, so, one of the big issues that is with it currently, I think, is the huge deviation from the current price, um, from the current ratios um, on other exchanges. So that means if currently at this point we would fully open Estreport, just for example, um, the liquidity holders that initially put in the risk to provide liquidity to those pairs would be in disadvantage because um, for example the LUNC USTC pair I think is currently 125 I think on Astroport and on TerraSwap it's 237 so just my personal opinion is that before anything different one should probably allow the liquidity providers to decide whether to withdraw their liquidity because they were the ones that took the risk to put it in and they would probably be the one that once that could be hurt the most if it would be reopened and then people use the arbitrage possibilities or um, yeah equal out the um, exchange ratios in the pools so that would be something to cons consider maybe no matter if it's reopened or if the pools are migrated um, because I think that's one of the most concerns of the liquidity holders that uh, and the reason they want to get Astroport back up because they have locked liquidity in it. Thanks for that Strath, I appreciate that. Um, Mazeltech can you hear us? Can uh, can you get on the mic and see if uh, it? Yeah, good? yeah. Thank, uh, thank you for awesome. having. Yeah, okay, thank you for hosting this uh, another amazing podcast. You guys are awesome, and really thanks for all the developers and contributors. You guys really continue to give the community hope, and um, we really appreciate you guys. Really, everything you guys are doing. Uh, I just want to make the question, uh, you know, quick and. I know Vin's been talking a lot, but it's really directed towards him. I know he's put up a spend prop recently, and I saw something posted on Twitter, um, not in love with the messenger, but the point was fair. And uh, there was perhaps a competing offer from another dev team, Genuine Labs, to do the work that you are suggesting for considerably less. And um, I guess, you know, and I saw you maybe had some initial comments towards it. I'm not saying this at all to attack you, Vin. I'm just, you know, just trying to have an open conversation about this. The entire, let's say, foundational understanding behind the paper job uh, proposal and, and this idea moving forward in the community is that there are jobs that are recognized that we need to perform on the chain, and we're going to give teams an opportunity, legit teams that KYC that the community feels comfortable with, okay, well, let's take that for granted for a second, right? We're not talking about some unknown anonymous guys, okay? But assuming they're KYC'd and the community uh, has um, co a comfort level that these guys are going to do the right thing, to then let them say, hey, we can do it for this amount of money and put out your bids and 
you know, uh, you know, maybe there's some weighing between not only the cost, but the amount of time it will take. But between those two things combined, the best offer should really be accepted by the community. And I wanted to get your feeling on that because I could see people beginning to wonder if there's gatekeeping going on, if legit, sincere, honest proposals are being turned away because, uh, you know, let's say you want to perform the work, even though it might come at considerable, considerably higher cost. So that's really my question. I'd like to see how you can address that, please, to the community. Yes. Um, so first, I have to mention is that the roadmap was my architecture. I designed the roadmap with also its time. So any team taking it on. Um, like I I have no idea how I would say understand the reasoning behind it as well. It's like um so that's the first one. Um like I I I have so wait, so wait, let me just how... pause for a second. Let me pause for a second and let me understand if I if I heard you correctly. The first part of your answer is is that there was some cost to create the roadmap, and that's no, somewhat no, of a thing. No, no. no. Um, the problem is that, like, um, like um, I, like it is my roadmap. I, I, I think it first, so I am one who understand it most, and also the one who understand um, possible challenge in that roadmap. And then someone come up and say like, yeah, we, we can do that with shorter amount of time and half the price. And with half the price, it's 25000 and the server is going to cut half of that already. And then they have to survive on that, on, on that less. Um, let, let's just say the server costs 5000 let, Let's just say cheap one, like extremely cheap. Uh, you run... At well, I know some somehow somehow you you can run five thousand for for three months, and then with the with the rest twenty thousand you divide it by three months. Um, so each is about seven thousand seven thousand for each person over three months, which comes down to two thousand per person. The Jenny Lab has three team members, so each will have. 2000 per month for three months of the L1 of, of, of the core security upgrade package. And with 2000 per month. Can I make a comment? Can I ask? Uh, PSX, did, did you do that? Because I didn't do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, uh, Malzatech, I'm going to give you a, um, give uh, Ben a chance to. Uh, finish up his uh, his answer and then I'll I'll give you another 30 seconds to um have a follow up question okay go ahead Vin. oh okay um so where was that um so just doing a, a cost structure breakdown like 25000 and let's say they run it cheap for five for three months for $5000 so with $20000 left each person gets 7000 so each person will get each month $2000 um and with two thousand dollars they would probably do it like two three hours per day and with two three hours per day then they somehow get it done in a shorter amount of time 
um like i i don't know if it makes sense to you but to me it sounds um way impossible okay yeah so thank you uh, thank you psx for um you know uh, um heading me off but let, let me just kind of finish up and and then you don't have to really answer me or answer the community right now, but it would be helpful if you would think about this, okay? So let me just put it maybe in a different context, right? What, what you're describing right now are the technical costs and expenses that a business has to run their business. And you know what you, what your costs are, other businesses know what their costs are, right? If there's a uh, real estate development project that uh, you know a, a local municipality is putting up for bids, They'll say, here, this is what, you know, we need. And different developers will come up with their bids. And each one of them knows in-house what their costs are. Some of them can be more efficient in this area. Some of them can be more efficient in this area. But they're all kind of bidding on the project, okay? And when a bid that is um, considerably more coming in much higher wins the bid, people begin to think that there's some kind of collusion or some kind of under the table. And I'm not at all pointing that. I'm not saying that that's what's going on. But what I would like you to consider and think about, I understand it's your roadmap, but there's going to be plenty of times in the community where as a community, wherever it comes from, we realize, okay, we need to upgrade our SDK. We need to upgrade our Cosmosm, whatever it may be, right? Um, you know, we're going to we're going to accept bids for it as a community and the team that's going to come up uh, again, KYC, responsible team, the community feels comfortable with all that kind of stuff. They've been vetted. But we have to give other teams the opportunity to present their bid. And if they're willing to work more efficiently or for less or however, they maybe they get server space from somewhere else and it's being paid for and it's unfair because it costs you. But that's life, whatever the case may be. If higher bids are being taken, people are going to be wondering, is there gatekeeping going on? Why is the community not being able to accept the most efficient bid for the work that needs to be done? You don't have to answer me right now. I just want to make that point. And I need you to, if you can, think about that as you're having these kinds of conversations with a pay per job um, you know, uh, methodology. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Uh, I was going to add to that, uh, PSX. Uh, yeah, no, I was so going to there, say there's thanks There's no gatekeeping. Too. The problem, yeah, thanks for the questions there, Mazatec. We appreciate it. Uh, there's no gatekeeping. The problem is, is uh, there's no centralized authority on Luna Classic to have competing bids to happen. So the way, if somebody from a third-party development company wants to do something on Luna Classic versus do anything on any other blockchain, they would also have to put up a proposal. Uh, so there is no gatekeeping per se. They just need to be voted on just like everyone else. So if they have a competing proposal, put it up and the community will decide, the validators will decide, and that's how it goes. But I would think that they would want to be included in the, conver the validator conversation at a minimum, not just on Twitter, because that's where it's at, because the, uh, the validators are what keep us alive. So as far as anything to do with security on the chain uh anybody can do any like if somebody has a way to fix a problem no one's holding them back to from fixing it no one there's no gatekeeping all right uh, let's go over to jg and then um and then rexy's and then if anybody does else doesn't come up we'll go over to the telegram jg go ahead 
Oh yeah, you know, I just wanted to say that, <clears throat> you know, he's right. He's right about the, you know, these prices. But anybody, anybody can throw it up there. Anybody can do this, and uh, not always the cheapest is always the best. So let's just remember that as well. That's all I gotta say. Cool. Yeah, usually then... cities take the middle bid, <laughs> typically. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Right. No, no, I mean, he's not, I mean, I don't think anybody up here is uh, disagreeing with him. Okay, 30 seconds, Mr. Rexies, um, welcome to the stage. And if you got your question, go ahead. Okay, well, thanks for giving us an opportunity to speak. Um, some real good uh, kind of conversation here. Um, great to listen to. Um, got a, a kind of couple of comments, really. One of them is regards the last topic. Um, I wonder if there's maybe an opportunity from the L1 team um, to maybe collaborate with other contributors that want to contribute to the L1 development. And maybe even that could include subcontracting, particular elements, uh, maybe to genuine labs or something like that. Because something that we have from the L1 team, which is really important from a business, is you've got um, consistency of delivery. The trusted um, when they've overspent before, sorry, underspent before, they've always returned it back to the um, community pool. So, you know, if the subcontracted saved some money and then returned that, maybe that's an opportunity for, um, you know, us to get all the developers on board, but also to build them relationships, if you like. Is that that's question? Is that directed towards Vin as well? It's more of, an open, more of more of an open. observation and, you know, open for anybody, really, just kind of throwing it in okay. there. So I'm going to I'm going to talk to Straith on that one. If Straith has because I, I know uh, Straith, I'm not sure if you were involved in the proposal that Happy Caddy Crypto was talking about on his YouTube channel about how to do contracting in the future on Luna Classic. Uh, I think his solution's viable and I'm not sure if you're up to date on that or not. Oh, which one? The the one where uh, about contracting work and how it gets paid out from the community pool. Um, not the reason. Not, he talked to me briefly about it. I'm not sure. If not, not yet. Um, I haven't yet time uh, had time to uh, look anything up. It's uh, took some time off over the weekend, and so I'm not really up to date with the last two days. All right, so maybe that hasn't happened yet. But, I mean, there, these are ideas that have popped up before. But uh, I think uh, there's definitely a viable solution because what Rexy says is is right. Uh, Vin, can the L1 task force subcontract some of the work out that they do? And now here's the problem with subcontracting, just for everyone listening. If you're a contractor and you're subcontracting, you have to have some spillover to protect yourself in case you have to hire somebody else. So that makes it cost more, uh, just so you know. But then go ahead, is there a subcontracting opportunity? Um, but I would say like, if someone want to like propose work to the chain, then like they can do it through the governance, and then we will merge it in into the code base and deploy it into minute. So, I see no problems with it. All right. I mean, that sounds I, that's that's the way it's done because essentially, Vin's business is subcontracting 
devs to help them out. I mean, that's kind of how it works. But uh, all right. So we Ness, you have one more question from Telegram. All right. And Rexy's, you made it to 30 seconds, by the way. DJ Trev's like, 30 seconds? Rexy's never going to happen. <laughs> he did it, guys. He did it. All right. All right. Ness, so this question is directed towards Strath. Is it Strath or Straith? Uh, maybe you can start off with that. that that's my <laughs> I, I uh, pronounce it Strath, but uh, I don't care if people do Straith. It uh, doesn't really matter. Okay. Okay. This is from Thomas from Reality Flux, NFT Switch, and Backbone Labs. Uh, would this change to add the gas to the tax break the current implementation of the contracts that has the tax on the chain level? Okay. So the question is if those people did it the, uh, in quotes, right way. So with a dynamic tax implementation querying the actual rate from the chain. Because if they did that, then um, every text cha change on chain wouldn't affect the contracts. If they did it in a static way, so put the 0.5% in it, they would have to change the contracts anyway um, every time the text is changed through governance. So regarding the text-to-guess implementation, it would be that way that... Um, a new tax parameter would be introduced, the burn tax um, percentage, and the old tax, the original stability tax from TFL, would be set to zero. That would mean that all contracts would receive a zero tax rate and so not be um, deducted the, the tax, the current tax, and so the implementation should work without changes. And the new tax would be deducted automatically from the sent funds from inside the contracts. So if the contract was built in a way that it dynamically adjusts to the tax that is um, set by governance, then there should no, be no need to change it. Awesome. So, JG, I'm going to slide this in. You have so many things going on in Backbone Labs right now. In regards to the soul token that you mentioned earlier, once the Gravedigger is minting on Luna Classic, what's in it for those that do collect those NFTs on Luna Classic in regards to soul token? Oh well, so you know, some of the parameters that we have set for the airdroppers, one of the one of the main criteria is are people that mint these gravedigger collections that will automatically qualify them, that what their wallets will be qualified for the soul token airdrop in proportion to how much they mint. That's a volume metric. So, you know, we're, we're minting, uh, we're deploying grave diggers, which are LS, LSTs, and we pair them with NFT communities for um, management and revenue sharing. And um, so, you know, we have Osmosis on deck, so their community will get involved. We're hoping to get Luna Classic uh, going as soon as possible if we can figure out how to deal with these uh gas taxes and burn taxes, you know, stuff like that. If that can be sorted, we're ready to go. You know, we, we, we want to, we want to, we want to, uh, God, I just want to rally the troops. I miss, I miss what it was like before the crash. You know what I mean? Like I, maybe I, I'm a little nostalgic <laughs> trying to get that back going, you know, so we're ready to go. That's really what it is. We're, and, 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 and also, uh, you know, buying and trading on the necropolis also qualifies you for soul. 
uh, minting qualifies you for soul. The medium article is posted up in the nest where it was. Let me, I could put it back up there. I thought it was up there. Did I get, did I lose? Can you guys hear me? I don't know what's happening. Yeah, you're good. You're still good. Oh, I'm still good. Okay, cool. I thought I got, sometimes my, my service gets a little funky. Sorry about that. But let me, let me put this back up there. Cause I thought, I thought, I, I thought I put it there. But uh, let's share that. Just so the medium article is all there. It's pretty self-explanatory. You know, my DMs are open, and if and if you guys, if you're a chain or if you want to participate on like a, a, a deeper level, we you know we are looking for partners for grave diggers. If you if you're a passionate you know NFT community and you want to go cross chain, you know I think it's always better to to synergize. That's kind of like what's been like the heart of like the success of Backbone is just creating bonds and friendships and and trying to move as one. So if that resonates with you, uh, we're gonna be minting this Bone Z collection, which will be the managing partners of the Luna Classic Gravedigger in the Backbone Labs ecosystem. And uh, they will also, if you hold the Gravedigger collection, they will also be part of the airdrop. There's three phases. I think it's pretty exciting. You know, the soul token, I'm really trying, we're really trying to, do this other paradigm called nft fi and kind of stitch together a, 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 uh, the cosmos and, and you know have the necropolis be like a, a hub of cross-pollinization where where we're, we're not all chain maxis but we're coming together more along the line of like you know crypto maxis and and we're trying to be bigger than what we are i don't know maybe it's too idealistic but you know whatever let's try <laughs> never say never never say never never say die right like Fuck these guys. I was so mad when they wrecked us. So we're going to wreck them back. All right. Uh, Ness, do we have any other questions in the uh, Telegram? Uh, not that I'm seeing, no. All right. So anything else that you guys want to add to this? We're going to go ahead and start looking to wrap it up. Yeah, and I checked the comments in here. There's uh, there's no questions there. Uh, there is a, there's a statement um, about the Kumbaya Unity stuff. Uh, I'm not a huge supporter of, of that. And not that I don't care for unity, but if there's nothing to rally behind, what's the point? So chart the course and what this is all about is about action. It's not, a, it's about doing, it's not about singing Kumbaya at a, in front of a fireplace and telling stories and then never doing anything. It's about actually getting stuff done. So, uh, this is why we're bringing this forward. These are, uh, some individuals that we identified that are getting stuff done and we want you guys to hear about it. And uh, we're going to continue to do that. And we're going to try to push this for Luna classic. And if there's nothing to unify behind, there's no unification because everybody that holds any token whatsoever, it's all about, are they going to make money? That's what it's about. It, it's not about who gets along with who. Once we have an identity like JG identified, that's going to solve the unity quote unquote problem that people have uh, brought up. I think it's a little cliche. Uh, if we have a common vision and we are moving forward, that's all we need. People don't have to hundred percent get along. There's going to be collaboration and we're going to do what works. And, and that's, that's it. I mean, I'm building layer two through, uh, outside of, uh, uninterrupted podcast. And, uh, I'm collaborating with JG. I'm collaborating with White Whale on that base token. And uh, I've decided to do this because I see people that have actually got stuff done and uh, I feel comfortable. I also, uh, anytime I have an issue and I've talked to Straith Cole, he's always been there. 
the dude is a consummate professional. Uh, love love having him in the community, and uh, I love to hear him speak because uh, I know he speaks really highly technical, but I get it. Like I I can he he's able to break it down at least to a level where I can understand it. <laughs> you are you're really good at it. Just saying. Okay, PSX. Oh. Sorry, you can start wrapping up, bro. Yeah, no worries, no worries. On a quick note, I do want to give a quick shout out, and th- and this idea was actually sparked from Mr. Mouse T Crypto, who is probably down there in the audience. So I do want to publicly thank you. Uh, I know some people have reached out to us um, about hosting an AMA. Gary and I have been quite hesitant about it, but it seemed like the pressure kind of caught up to us. So we figured, why not? And we'll start here. And for everybody else, we want to thank you for following us, listening into us, supporting us. We do have more episodes coming down the pipeline and we'll keep everyone posted as they come. Um, other than that, I want to thank you guys for your time, hanging out with us and have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks, guys. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days got them acting all bankless. Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knives. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knives and then to end a long day. Eleven bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity. Before they hit rock bottom over impossible loss It's all moss and I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning forming mycological bonds Click the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and wonder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lay Stacked and non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is play for keeps Clowns white knight and all these Maybellines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt we rape and blunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served